On this week on El Presidente, we have a fabulous guest in Simon Finn. Simon Finn is a national trainer um, who also owns two regions in Ireland and has launched multiple chapters. He's a massive BNI giver, one of my favourite people within the BNI network. This is a great insight and a great podcast. Roll the credits. Welcome to episode 12 of El Presidente. We've got a special today because we're at the UK BNI conference for direct consultants and we've got an absolutely amazing guest with us today. Um, Simon is a BNI legend. I'll let him introduce himself in a second, but obviously I've got my co-presenter Dave with me, Dave Kelly, both direct consultants for the Manchester South region. Uh, and we've came today and we actually went into Simon's uh, Simon Finn's session and uh, it always blows me away, so I can't play him too many compliments. And Simon's one of the reasons why we launched our second chapter. So thank you very much for the uh, launch training. Uh, it put us in good stead. Do you want to just give us a quick synopsis, about four or five minute synopsis about your BNI journey, Simon? Um, yeah, sure. Okay, so I'm 11 and a half years in BNI um, at the moment. I'm 10 years and three weeks as a trained BNI director. And I've been a member, I would say, for four and a half years. So. How I actually got involved in BNI was I was a mortgage manager in an office. I was about to leave and I was getting authorised. I was going to um, go out on my own and I was curious as to how I was actually going to get some clients. And whether it was coincidence or fate or whatever the case was, I got somebody who had asked me, Had I considered BNI? Now, me being from where I am in Dublin, we have a port, a shipping port, yeah. um, and we have a, a like sea link. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. So we used to have a ferry called BNI Ferries, and it was called the Old British and Empire Steam Packer Company. No way. And I thought it was being invited to see a ship. <laughs> and I turned it down. For those who know me, I'm an aeroplane type of guy, so ships aren't really great. I don't have them sort of legs. So I turned it down. Uh, about two weeks later, I got a letter in the door, and it was inviting me to see if they want to change the way they did business, and it was, it was to BNI. And I rang the guy on on the invitation I said yeah look this sounds really interesting it's just coming at the right time and then he said to me I've seen the time it was 6.30 and I said yeah great no problem at all I just need to make sure that my partner um, can get the kids mine and he said oh no it's 6.30am and I actually just hung up on the phone I thought it was a wind up because my business was the financial sector and I was expecting a bit of fun where I go in the financial sector but in 2008 I wasn't needing to be up at that time <laughs> in the morning to bring business in and I thought yeah. it was a wind up and then someone mentioned to me again, BNI again, about two weeks later. And it just seemed to be that as soon as the, the acronym had come into my life, it just kept coming at me from everywhere. Mm. And then I actually started to think I was on a mailing list for a cult. That I don't know how people started coming at me, but obviously somebody was checking a new business registered or it just landed in front of me. I was speaking to our family solicitor that week. I asked him, had he heard of BNI? And he asked me, we did a breakfast club. I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, they meet at a stupid hour tomorrow, which is six thirty. total honestly, total truth. And he said, they charge you 10 quid, go and have a cup of tea and coffee. He said, it's a little bit strange, but it passed a lot of business. And I said, it actually does sound like it. He said, I'll ring you back in the afternoon. And when he came back to me in the afternoon, the solicitor said to me was that he had a financial advisor who was a client of his and was in BNI three years and absolutely swore by it. And he said, I'd be mad not to just go and have a nose for the sake of 10 quid, go and have a look. So I said, oh, okay. So I rang, did a bit of Googling on BNI and again, some strange reviews, like TripAdvisor. When you Google, B, I mean, you do yeah, get some strange, some strange stuff. Some strange like TripAdvisor, you're going to get a one-star rating if I don't have a, a, a fork in the drawer. So I said, look, the easiest way to do is just go and have a look at it. So I got onto the regional office and the girl in the regional office, when I sh she answered the phone, 
and she answered the phone. She kind of just probably repeated everything that was on the website. And I said this today as well, as that we're a very strange looking organization from the outside looking in. We have very internal language, mm. contact spheres, power teams, chapters. And if I'm being honest, and I don't know whether you're gonna, I'm gonna say this anyway, because both of the presenters are looking at me very nervously is what he's going to say. But do you remember the TV show V? Yes. Do you remember the TV show yeah, V? Yeah, you yeah. to pull the aliens off. Yeah. It was Diana, I always remember Diana. And it was like that they had chapters and they had visitor hosts. So to me, this whole- It was very American, isn't it? Very American. Very American. So they had, and obviously it was an alien show. We don't have aliens in B&I. Um, but to me, it was the, the Americanisms, the chapters, the visitor hosts. I said, oh, this doesn't, this does not sound real whatsoever. But the solicitor had asked me to go and check it out, and I trust the solicitor, he's a family solicitor. So I went, and I got put in touch with the regional director. The regional director had told me, again, uh, using the terminology, my business was a hot seat. So I'd have to go to a new call group starting off, and I'm like, I don't know what this means. What do I have to do? Call group, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was quite interesting. So the nearest chapter to me was 65 miles away that was starting. No. I had to be there for 6.30. Um, I had to leave 20 past five, leaving 20 past five, about four thirty, quarter to five, have a shower. I felt like I was going on holidays. I'm never up that early in the morning. <laughs> and I went up and I walked into a room, brand new room starting off. I was the f- person number four in. There was four visitors there. He was obviously having some sort of meeting. Um, and there was a guy wearing a BNO badge. And, and I'll be honest with you, he seemed totally genuine. I, I got what he was, I don't want to say selling, but I got what he was pitching, what he was trying to explain. Yeah, yeah. But I just didn't see how those four people could help my business being so far away. But I applied, and the only reason I applied was because one of the other visitors was a mortgage broker as well. And he wasn't getting whatever the BNI guy was pitching. No matter what it was, I was going to get it. And that's just me. And I, I took a stab at it. I, I gave it a shot. I went along to see a live chapter. Were you a good member straight away? No, it didn't work out for me. The chapter never took off. Right, okay. It never took off. I, I was quite disappointed. Um, but that comes down to, obviously, the participation and inviting visitors into the room. And I had this kind of serial killer style tactic. Like I, I didn't know people in the area. So I'd be ringing people cold. <laughs> Putting people in body bags. Yeah. I'd be ringing people cold and say, how's it going? I'm a local business owner. Do you fancy coming 65 miles with me at half five in the morning to get some business? I didn't get a great response from it, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Tough, I, tough sell. It was a, t- it was a I tough I crossed that one off my list yeah, of tactics. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, it was a tough sell, but there was something in it though that I said, hang on a second, this is a very simple concept. Mm. If I go and help these people first, they will want to help me back. The only thing that resonated with me all the way home from that meeting was Giver's Game. And if, every time I speak about Giver's Game, I do say, I really did think it was a little bit early fairy, and I couldn't understand it. But it was really when you strip it down is what goes around comes around i'm willing to help you you're willing to help me i said how simple is that so i i said yeah i, I paid my money put my application is yeah, definitely want to be part of it and unfortunately the group didn't take off for obviously so there was no other space for me in the region the regional director said to me would you be interested in becoming an ambassador you seem to get what we're trying to achieve helping in the local communities and i kind of said no I said, because she was doing an awful lot of public speaking and I'm, I'm not a massive fan of public speaking. I'm quite comfortable here because three of us in the room with a microphone, so I'm not really too concerned. And um, he said, but if you became an ambassador of the team, we could give you force refusal where an opportunity came up because you're in the team and we'd be able to spot if somebody moves on or a group. And I said, okay, that's okay. So I started working with the regional director. I came kind of one toe in, one toe out. I did a whole ambassador role. Absolutely loved the ambassador role. And it was a tip if somebody is contemplating getting to a deeper level and looking at what the exposure you can get from BNI, I would definitely talk to you about the ambassador. So, so, so just on the ambassador, I'll go off your, your, your story too much, but 
it's one of the things we struggle with in yeah. a, a, as a region. And me and Dave have both have launched two chapters now. One we did have a, an ambassador in, but I think we underestimate the power of the ambassadors in in launch phase, don't we? In core group phase. Oh, I'm also I'm an, I'm an executive director now as well, and I, sometimes I think that some of the regions are a little bit confused as what to do with ambassadors okay. because we've got the DC role is quite defined. But to me, and I, it's about people development. An ambassador is a great opportunity to come in and to help make a difference without having to go full commitment into attending training for three days and becoming a DC. It's like a little test for everybody. That's what I liked about it. Mm. Um, so be, I reluctantly, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I reluctantly became an ambassador. And I worked with the regional director um, at the time, I helped work with a couple of chapters. And I started meeting new people. I started meeting people that I would never have ever met before. And what happened was I started create connections and start to your network. Yeah, and because I didn't have a network. I didn't have that <laughs> ability coming in. When I left the mortgage manager's office, I lost all my contacts, everything was gone. I was literally starting from scratch again. And I quite enjoyed it. And then they asked me to come a be an director consultant. <clears throat> and I definitely said, absolutely not. Not a chance am I doing that. And they asked me why. And I said, because you, all you seem to do is like talking. Every time I look at a being a director in the shop, you're doing an education slot, you're doing a feature presentation, you're doing a, a, a weekly presentation, where there's no... So you're made for it, really? I'm, I'm not, I'm absolutely not, I'm just, there's not a chance that I could do it. And I was on around month 11, and there was just no sign of a chapter C coming up. And I remember speaking to, to Amy, my partner, and uh, I said, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, it's not, help. I'm not getting any business. And I said, I'm open for these guys because I get it, and I want to help. I, I think it's, it's very rewarding now that you're helping other people, because if I help you, you're going to help me back. Mm. I was trying to build the bank balance of relationships. I was trying to grow my own network. and. I was asked again, pointed the final time, and they said, look, will you become a BNI director? Why don't you go and attend launch training? And why don't you launch a group and take the seat in it? Who did your launch training? Uh, Phil Berg and it? Mike Holland. Massively, massively inspired by the yeah, two yeah. Um, And I actually, I actually hid all through that training, because my training, launch training, was very different than it was now. Well, we okay. used to do, uh, we do two modules, so two days on launch, two days as opposed to four day training course. But I remember, but take a step back, I went home and talked to Amy and said to Amy, said, look, they want me to go now to the UK and do training. And I was like, I've never been to the UK before. And I was a very young, 25, and I've no reason to go to the UK. Um, I think the only time I've ever crossed in Great Britain was in Landudno in Wales when I was a young kid. <laughs> so I didn't really see much of it. And I've, I've thought this story is well documented already. It's on BNIU when I spoke after Ivan at the, the 20th anniversary. But I reluctantly gave in to do it. I said, look, I'm, I'm going to have to try and get a chapter launched. I'd like to take the seat. I went to see, I was looking at live chapters, but I was working with the regional director, I was looking at the mortgage brokers, I was looking at the financial advisors, I was seeing what they were giving us, seeing the referrals they were receiving, and it's an absolute no-brainer. It's no an brainer. absolute no-brainer. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate it, in my own opinion. We do, we do. We do. Yeah. Like, the biggest thing that I always we always say is we really do overcomplicate being yeah. I think. And if we were to strip it really down, and, and oh, very conscious how I message this as well, because I'm trying to be as, as honest and open as possible, but if we just looked at two sectors in BNI. And if we just got chapters to run really, really good meetings and show people what we do, and if every member just went around and said, I'm gonna help every single person, one after the other, all around, so I get right back around to myself, and all of a sudden I've got an army of advocates who wanna develop my business. That's how simple BNI is. So I agreed to go, and I said, I'll give it a shot. I went over, I told him I was going to London, 
I materialised as that liquid sword is not London. <laughs> and I brought a camera with me, this is well known, I brought a camera with me, because my, my vision of London was the American Mayor from London. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Piccadilly Circus, that was yeah, called yeah. the Big Sanyo sign. Yeah. And instead of going end up in Emmerdale Farm, which is a running it, joke it, of Emmerdale. It's, it's such disappointing when you walk it's into that. It's very like the biggest letdown ever, yeah. isn't it? So anyway, I went over to the training session. I wasn't really prepped or versed of what I was going into, unfortunately. Um, I remember this guy, standing on top of the room, his name was Phil Berg. And he terrified me and inspired me in so in many equal measures. It was a very strange uh, feeling and emotional and truly. I do remember hiding in the national office. I remember trying not to make eye contact with him in case he asked me to do anything interactive or group in front of the realm. And then he told me to do it. I have to say it was horrible. It was horrible. But it was Phil Berg who inspired me. And I just felt like that. I just want to put a cape on and just have... I feel like Superman. I felt like Superman. I always feel like after, after Phil's spoke to me he's, he's massively inspirational and he's Phil is just it's black and white you know he, he, he gets it he wants to help people and I, I was just oh this is amazing for what BNI stands for and I I haven't looked back so I what, looked back. So just give people who are listening an idea you've launched 18 I've launched 17 and I co-launched between where I've helped somebody move a new DC coming through but we've I've, I started that very first chapter um, after training, I came over to my training, I got 14 founding members in the room to run an information meeting because it was a slightly different system back then. And that's when it all crumbled. And I was at two minutes to seven, I said it today at the session, I said to everybody, can you take your seat for the next part of the meeting? And I took a breath in, I couldn't catch my breath. I took a panic attack and I left everybody in the room. And it was very, very embarrassing because I didn't think I had an issue with public speaking. Um, and people, some look at me going, yeah, don't believe that. I say that's one hundred percent true. When I was as genuine as it could be today, is that if any director consultant has made it to their first ninety minutes, will you achieve more than I have? So don't use me as a benchmark. To be as good as you definitely want to move forward. How did you manage to get over that for the next one? Was it quite soon after, or did oh, you have a break? The week. It was the following week. Uh, my regional director was in the room. He jumped up. He kept everybody together. Um, I had probably cold called most of those people, so they didn't really know me. But they did see I was suffering, and they all came back. Well, I think we took seven eight applications really wow. yeah no thank god i wasn't there i wouldn't have got any so thank god the reason thank god the reason record was there but i got all the calls of support and you see there's nobody in BNI who wants to see you fail no there's nobody every and we see them with new members coming in the whole apprehension of public speaking like if you think about it from an early age our parents will say to us stranger danger don't talk to strangers but then we go out and we start our own business and then we advise you to go thrown into a room with strangers. That's so uncomfortable of an experience. Yeah, it's like and the then, polar opposite, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the polar opposite. So really strange. Um, but I went back the next week, I practiced, I practiced. My partner could tell me how many referrals a group of 20 could pass and what that mon- the monetary figure as a result of it would be because I constantly repeated it, repeated it. She was nearly brainwashed with the agenda. So we got the group up, we got it at that stage, was you used to launch chapters a minimum of 20, and you can see where we don't do that anymore. And um, it was really even more surreal then because I had to start choosing roles. And I'd never been a BNI member, so I don't know what the chapter director was. Wow. I was handed a manual. And that's, we're going back 11 so, and a half years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's similar now, isn't it, in terms of when a new group launches. That was probably one of my biggest chapters. Until we came on the, the training with you, when we launched Beyond, that was the most scariest bit is choosing the the right leadership team but you, you had an advantage though didn't you because you were a member yeah so you knew what those roles were no I'd not been a member before I'd not been a member before Dave obviously been a member I, I, I would I'd oh, you, launched, you came into the core group yeah okay. I came into the core group as the first person so when we when we were 
sitting down and we were choosing roles, I was like, a little bit like a, red, a rabbit in headlights, weren't we? And then we ended up, luckily, we, 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 we got a really strong leadership team and beyond. Um, but we could have easily chose wrong, didn't we? We nearly chose wrong. No, look, obviously, knowing what I know now, my step would have been to go back to my ED and say, I don't know this section, can you help me? And I didn't because my people in the team, I couldn't do it. So I was like, give me the book, I'll go and do it. Do you know Andy Gorman? Do I know Andy Gorman? Yeah. Oh, well, because uh, we, we could, uh, you know what Andy's like, you know how his style is. And Andy's, man, uh, Andy, Andy, Andy listens to this will laugh when I say this. So we obviously we'll go to Andy and say, we need to pick a, a leadership team. And I'll say, who do you think you should pick? <laughs> so we had to end up. To be fair, to be fair to him, and he'd be laughing at this. He did help us in the in the end because we did we did struggle at the start. We were nearly picked the wrong people, but yeah, it was a it was a fun time. If we if we talk about um, launch and, and core groups again, um, I don't know if you, you probably will remember um, the. I think it was the Bolton Stadium you were talking about before when you yeah. ran um, launch training. I was on that training, right. and at the time I had just come onto the regional team, and Andy had said, "Do you want to launch?" Do you want to be a launch director? I said, what do I need to do? He said, you just need to um, run these meetings and bring visitors to them. And at the time I was bringing 50, 60 visitors every six months to my chapter. I thought, easy. And he's like, you'll get all the visibility and the credibility. <laughs> so he, he said, um, do this, it's really, really simple. So I went on the, the training and honestly, yeah, you, you really inspired me and it, I love the, your way of presenting. So it amazes me that you, you, you say you don't actually feel comfortable because I think you present so naturally well, it's really good. And I went away from it and I thought, all right, well, um, this chapter that I'm launching, I'd brought 22 people to the first meeting I'd invited. Oh, it's going to take off in no time. And we just weren't getting applications in. But what was happening was we got up, we got up to 12, but I was doing all the inviting because okay. that was my specialism. And as, as so I saw it. you building a chapter, you weren't getting one built. Yeah. And then when, when, I, when I did the training, I realized the, the idea is to educate those how to invite. Yeah. And I hadn't been doing that. And at the point we were, we were too far gone. They were all doing business. They thought it was BNI. They were having a feature speaker at the weekly meeting and they're asking me for referral slips and, and all sorts. And in the end, we just refunded everybody. And I put about 12 months into it to get it to 12. And it was only because we did it wrong in the first place, but from doing the training and then subsequently, and obviously reiterating it today and we had a chat earlier, the, the most important thing for me is getting the, the core members right, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And not just locking out seats to people that aren't, no, haven't got the right... No, because you, you should never take a bums on seats approach in, in any core group. But I'll counter that with, with a, an own personal opinion, and I'll, I'll step off the national training team hat as well for a moment here. Just keep talking to my Charlie Lissy. But uh, my downfall, as I said, is, is trying to help everybody. But I, I do feel everyone deserves a chance, and everybody should be given an opportunity to be shown how to do it. Yeah. And that's a little bit different than taking every application, because in my mind, yeah, you put an application, I'll, it, I'll check it out, I'm going to take a chance, let's have a see how we get on with you for the next couple of weeks. And I've no problem if it doesn't work out for someone. Well, we tried. We tried to help you with the system that we have. We don't think it's going to work for you, and that's fine, and I'm happy to make that decision. That's okay, too. Yeah. I mean, in the last podcast, actually, I've, I was talking about the, the long-term impact of a core group. And from my point of view as a launch director, when I'm launching groups, it, it's, it's really important to me that that group has longe longevity yeah. and I, I want to see those members succeed. And at some point down the line, hopefully they'll see that I've helped them to, to get to the point they are with it in their BNI journey, maybe in their business. But if at some point down the line it doesn't work because of something we've done wrong in the first place, I don't want them to look at me that I've sold them something that isn't necessarily right. So right. I know there are other regions that do it differently and they'll 
they'll take applications from people to get to a certain number, then bring them all into a room and then launch the group. No. I have never, ever worried about what someone else does. I only focus on what we don't do. Yeah. And, and that's what, the way I would look at when we're looking at managing our region. And when something that works doesn't, this is definitely going to call fail. When something that works doesn't, it's not being done correctly. And that's where we usually have the challenges. So the whole idea, especially when you get to support training, is you're looking at the red flags of the danger, more the smalls, do you remember you go drive by an industrial estate, there's an old derelict building there, there's a broken window. You drive back a week later, there's another broken window. It's the exact same in the chapter. The small things, and you, you don't deal with them as the Royals, no badges, no pins. The most mundane thing that we have, more about wouldn't be an eye. And that to me is just about pride, because you know your name is. You name Dave Kelly been your name all your life. Apparently, Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. so so the badge is not for you, it's for me. Yeah. Make sure I can pick you up and have that connection straight away. Hi, Dave. If we didn't know of grant that we do so it's all those small little red flags and if it doesn't work it's because of something that we have stopped doing if you can find that right moment and deal with the challenges that they rise it's a very different approach but i do get what you're saying yeah so as you've gone through the the 17 and the launches and the code launch have you found that each time you've been able to improve on the process or do you think you've got it nailed down so that there's a system that just works i, I don't think i don't think i do anything outside of the, the system um, whatsoever. The system is the system and I stick to it by the letter of the manual. I'm a national trainer, I obviously have to, but I wouldn't be a national trainer if I didn't follow the system, didn't get the results and I didn't believe in what we did. My biggest question to you, and, and it was covered in Yashi's brilliant speech at the end, where there's a fine line being between patience and delusion. Yes. And I think that we've suffered from that a, a, a couple of times in the, in the core chapters. What did you do to in the chat in the chats that you've launched to make sure that you you didn't suffer patience versus delusions sometimes i did because it, it can be very easy to um confuse enthusiasm for ability and you're always looking at seeing the good in people that's the way i've been brought up by my mom and i want to give everyone the benefit i want everyone to change things and if i feel that there's somebody who's not participating but i look at it as four of it's my fault because i haven't shown them how to or i haven't helped them to so i definitely don't just go straight in looking at that and sometimes I suppose what's delusion is, is is the fear of not having to deal with it and we do kick it down the road a little because hey we're on x number he's an average I'll hold on to him and nobody comes in to be annoyed to be a good member nobody comes in to be annoyed to be an average member we just come in to be annoyed to grow our business and we throw all these terms at people and it's still strange but it's because it's how we can measure and monitor and it came up this morning uh, on the engagement, so I'm a massive fan of the green zone. Yeah. Traveling, so it's definitely an engagement zone. So to me, it's just we, we can create delusion quite quickly ourselves and not deal with something. But if you stay true to what it is that you started off with to build a three, four, five million pound chapter as a result of 50 plus members and strong, top quality people, if you don't deliver on that and you allow members who don't really want to be there to stay, you're damaging, in my opinion, my own credibility. If I don't deliver on what I'm going to say, anyway, that's what I want to do. I know we've only got you for twenty minutes, so I don't yeah. want to. I don't yeah, want to I, I was going to ask a question. Something stuck with me before. I know that the the worldwide minimum for a launch is twenty two. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, my goal when I'm launching chapters, I don't ever want to launch a chapter that's not a Hall of Fame chapter. That's just yeah. a personal goal that I've got. You said that the minimum in your region is twenty five. Yes. Is the reason why why twenty five is the figure? Because our average average chapter size is twenty five, so we would have launched something less than average. Okay. Right. If your chapter's average grew to thirty, would you? We would have to have to change that. Okay. Because yeah. so ours, ours is twenty nine in our region, which is why we've got ours at thirty five. Yeah. Okay. So, 
to me is that I've never launched a, a chapter of 50 in the car group. I've launched a good few Hall of Fame chapters in all of them, but my role is to bring BNI to communities. And if I'm the one doing it all, I have got a challenging position because I am the ED, we look after training, I've obviously got different roles in BNI, and it can be hard to be all things. So Air National Office, and it, I totally understand, it's a minimum of 22 that's signed up because it's based on the relationships, the critical mass of referrals. Makes absolute sense. When BNI started originally, you could charter a chapter with 10, 11 people. So we've yeah. changed because it's really, really important to return on investment, which is what Tim spoke about, because we speak to where chapters live of this, that we want everyone earning the same opportunity because yeah. it's the same membership. But to me, it was definitely, we went to 25 because our average chapter size started moving up. And we're currently, yeah, I think, well, being honest with you, I think if I looked at chapter size today, I think our average chapter size is 27 point something now, which means that when we, our new group that has just started around our meet two, and we're looking at a minimum of 25, 25 plus is a messaging going in, when we get to our final two weeks and we're at 27, we will have a big push week to go over the line because the last three chapters that we have launched are locked down at 28, 29 anyway. Because yeah. it's 25 plus, and I'm DED, my reason, so I'm happy with that, but we will never ever launch lower than what National Office suggests, which is 22 plus, because yeah. you need to give members a good starting chance. And if you lock, you launch them lower, they're not sustainable, and yeah. they don't survive. And also people start getting, and we covered it in a previous podcast, they start getting protective over seats and all that kind of stuff, and it's, it's, it's it, it gets, gets a bit of a bit of a fight or flight, yeah, it's, that's all it is. Yeah. One thing I, I wanted to bring up, I know most people get involved in BNI because they want to generate more business, and from what you said, that was the reason initially for you going yeah, along, because you want to generate business. There are lots of fringe benefits alongside BNI that aren't always talked about and you can't put a value on, so mm -hmm. I'm assuming you even say now that you're not a great speaker, I, I, I disagree. So I'm assuming you must have grown massively in that department. Um, but I remember you telling a story, uh, the Justin Bieber story. Okay, yeah. So um, there's, there's things like that. So I'd like to sort of tell that story because it, it shows other things that can come about from BNI, from relationships, just and, from being a good person. And we will finish on that because I, I know you've got to go because I know you've got some tea, but it is a great story and we'd love you to tell it. Cause... Sure, okay. Uh, I have three children. Uh, my daughter, Aoife, is 17 this year and it's coming into her seventh birthday. So we're going back. We'll be going back now a good nine years, nine and a half years. I almost checked the dates, but Amy. And um, she's obviously into this dude, this Canadian little guy who thinks he can see him. Chris loves him as well. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. But the whole baby, baby year, where he had just obviously been discovered and whatever the case may be, and we found out that he was coming to Ireland to play in, in their three arena, whatever it was called at the time. And I remember saying to her mom, oh, I'd love to meet Justin Lee. I was like, wow. So I said, what, so what do you want for your birdie? Assume, expecting her to say, I'd love tickets to go and see the concert. She goes, I'd love to meet Justin Bieber. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a time, she obviously my, my only child. Um, and it was so difficult to have, to hear this, your, your daughter saying this. So I was sitting down with a good friend of mine. Uh, she's a travel counselor. And she was the first person I actually cold called to be an only when I started my chapter. So there was a bit of a history there. Um, it was a very strange really sidestep here it was a really strange response i got to this person when i called called him because she asked me was it bni and i said yeah and she said i can't believe it great i'll see it I'm like that's not the way you told us that works out but in travel counselors as a franchise yeah so that was pure luck that she was my first cold call because if i had been told no i probably would have been a little bit more disheartened so she became in in the chapter um, she got involved, absolutely super member, became one of my best club, uh, referral sources. Um, and we weren't even the same power to him, a contact sphere, 
we, we had got a great relationship. She pushed me to all her clients and, and vice versa. And we're sitting down having a cup of coffee. And uh, she said, Eva's birthday's coming up. And she said, what does she want? And I said, you can't believe this. I said, no, it's Justin Bieber doing the baby, baby. And she goes, yeah, she goes, she'd love to meet him. He's coming in, in February. And she goes, no way, really? And I said, yeah. She goes, I'm going to be able to help you there. And I said, you know Justin Bieber? And she goes, no, you lunatic. And she goes, but we book a lot of the corporate holidays for the universal students at the time. I said, I can ask and see if we get somebody. Would they be able to do anything? Within two weeks, we got an email from Mandy. said, see below. And it was from the head at the department she had a relationship with. She said, he's coming in February. She said, we've organised two tickets. We've organised a meet and greet to say hello to your daughter. And she said, eh, I hope you enjoy it. Now, I don't know how I didn't burst into tears because she didn't have to do that. No. But it was shows the strength of the relationship, yeah. which has been spoken a lot about today because it's, it's not who you know, it's how well you know them. Now, I was absolutely delighted that there was only two tickets, so I could sit in the car and not listen to that dribble. <laughs> so I was quite comfortable. You are. Yeah, yes. I was out there. The result, he came back the following year, and just when this was all happening, we had obviously Noah had come along, and he was coming, I think, the following year or something like that. And we were very much, my daughter, brainwashing her youngest boy, who was one and a half or something at this stage, with baby, 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 every Saturday, crazy carry on. And then obviously we heard he was coming again and we automatically got an email and asked would we like another meet and greet room. So no. Don't believe this. The downside this was they got us four tickets, so I had to go. Uh, <laughs> now, the strangest part of actually. Did you, did you put a t shirt on? I didn't put a t shirt on, but when did you get the Justin Bieber tattoo? I know, I like that one. The strangest part was that I knew all the words. So of course I wasn't. Of course, did you get all the words? It was quite funny. But we got on and it was absolutely amazing. But you see, to me, is that. It's sometimes I feel that we only have superficial relationships with people. I see you across the table, but do we really spend enough time getting to know people? You know the money I think members leave on the table because they don't develop the relationship properly and truly like, what's your kids' names? Do you have that social element? Do you have that strong bond? And sometimes we come in and I make 20, 20 grand a year from being, I've got this relationship with Chris, yeah, he's killer, Dave, blah, blah, blah. But how much more could we actually generate for each other if we took it to the next level? And to me is that you do not know who you're sitting beside in any being environment. And that to me is so just, true. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And every time we start a new group, it's why I love the car group because I don't know these people. And you're always looking at someone who just comes in and just kind of make a difference. And that's all right. Thank you so much for coming on today. And absolutely. I know I'm you're always time. a busy man and you uh, no, anytime and the conference is a busy time for you. Thanks so much. Um we'll send you the oh well, you've actually I've actually subscribed you to the That's podcast. Absolutely, yeah, and I'll, I'll send it to you on email and uh, well, we'll start sharing the podcast on our regional page as well. If you that, that come up to give you a bit of support as well, it's a great idea what you're doing. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Very much. Much.